0: Let's get it. All football, all
1: the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Monday, November 21st, and this is The Best Football Show Podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best from Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode. Alright, another great weekend of football in the NFL, but I thought the biggest takeaway from the games on Sunday revolved around the NFC and an absolute statement. Like, big boy, we've arrived win by the Dallas Cowboys in Minnesota. They go into Minnesota, a team that was arguably the hottest in the NFL, certainly the hottest in the NFC coming off a big win last week against Buffalo. And they laid the absolute smackdown. I mean, they went into Minnesota and made it so that the broadcast had to change the game by the time the third quarter was happening. It was that far of of from being... A competitive game it was that much over they go into minnesota and i thought they made the statement that when it comes to the nfc they might be behind the vikings in the standings they might be behind other teams they're behind the giants i think the cowboys are the biggest competition for the eagles come come playoff time and i think the cowboys are legitimate super bowl contenders with an incredibly high ceiling one of the highest ceilings in the nfl When come playoff time and really any week with what they can do on offense and what they can do on defense. Let's get into it and let's get into just how big of a statement win this was for the Cowboys. Early on, the game was close, three to three in the first quarter. From there on out, they just went out and they dominated and they ended the game. Three to three in the first quarter to twenty-three to three at halftime. At that point, you're thinking. Okay, the Vikings might still have a chance. It's a 20-point game, but you know, the bigger leads, uh bigger deficits have been overcome in the history of the NFL. So maybe they can come back from that. The Cowboys come out and they score 14 straight points at the beginning of the third quarter to go up 37 to 3, and at that point the statement had been made, the game was over, and I thought that Really, it was both sides of the ball that I want to get into. But I thought what made this win for the Cowboys so scary for the rest of the NFL and really so scary for the teams at the top of the NFC, like obviously the Vikings, but also the Eagles and the Giants, is that they showed that when they're clicking, the Cowboys have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Last year, they either led the league in points or were second. I mean, they were one of the best offenses in the league, and it hasn't been smooth sailing for them this year. I think they've missed Amari Cooper. Obviously, Dak has been out. But even with those losses, they showed today that when they're clicking, they, they are an unstoppable offense. Dak Prescott was unbelievable, easily his best game of the season. At one point of the game, he had as many in- in- incompletions. He was 19 of 22 as he did touchdowns, two touchdowns. He was 19 of 22, 251 yards, two touchdowns, 144.5 pass rating. I mean, he absolutely shredded a really good Minnesota defense. A Minnesota defense that the week before came up with big plays and a win at Buffalo to stop Josh Allen. Micah Parsons had an outstanding game as well on the defensive side of the ball. And we'll get into that. But I thought one of the takeaways, too, from this offense was they can do it from all over. Like, I think at times with the Cowboys offense, they're viewed as, all right, they can just run the ball. But they spread the ball around. I think at one point, seven different Cowboys caught a pass with five different Cowboys catching at least two passes. Nate Brown had a 35-yard catch to set up a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb was making plays. Um, and then you look at the running game. Tony Pollard might be one of the most underrated weapons in the NFL. I get that he's a quote-unquote backup to Ezekiel Elliott, but he's the better of the two running backs, and he showed what he can do on that 68-yard touchdown that put them up 30-3 to three and essentially ended the game. He's one of the more dynamic pass-catching running backs in the NFL. Uh, when he has the ball in his hand, he can absolutely take it all the way to the house, and he's a major threat in this Cowboys offense. So if you're Minnesota how do you stop that offense? Obviously, they were they were unable to. But if you're other teams in the league and you're watching them, when Dak is playing like that, they have enough weapons to be incredibly explosive and a real problem for opposing defenses. So the offense looked outstanding. Then you go to the defensive side of the ball. I said in a pod about two weeks ago, I thought Michael Parsons was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He then went in essentially prime time, right, like a 430 game and showed why he is the NFL defensive player of the year. Two sacks brings him up to double digit sacks on the season and he's just a complete game wrecker. Like that's what make that's what makes Micah Parsons special. And when you look at the rest of the teams that are at the top of the NFC, the Giants have a good defense. The Vikings at times not on Sunday. The Vikings have a good defense. The Eagles obviously have a very good defense and they probably have the closest thing to a Micah Parsons in Darius Slay. But Micah Parsons is the best defensive player, not only in the NFL, but certainly in the NFC when it comes to the teams at the top and how he can completely wreck a game. I mean, he had Kirk Cousins running for his life, obviously sacked him two times. Kirk Cousins once again shrinks in a big moment. But they also shut down Justin Jefferson. Like that Minnesota—I'm sorry. That Dallas defense completely shut down a Minnesota offense at the week before beat the Bills on the road, and was clicking on all cylinders. I mean, I talked about the fact that, you know, uh, their head coach should be getting Coach of the Year buzz. Kirk Cousins has been playing at a relatively high level. Justin Jefferson, unstoppable last week against a really good Buffalo defense. Uh, Dallas went in and completely ended all that. And while I know it was a bit of a predictable loss from the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings were underdogs going into this game, despite the fact they had the better record and were at home. So I get that Kirk Cousins in that spot, coming off an emotional win, like – I get that it was a bit of a predictable loss for the Vikings, but they shouldn't have lost like that, and when you look at what happened on Sunday, I thought the biggest statement in the NFL was absolutely made by the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm excited to see what they do moving forward, and this Eagles-Cowboys Christmas Eve game is shaping up to maybe be the game of the season in the NFL when it comes to not only playoff seeding, but a game potentially between two of the top four teams in the NFL. The other big news in the NFC was the New York Giants losing to the Detroit Lions. And this is the this was the, the biggest fear of a game for the Giants. They're better than the Lions, right? Like the Lions are a flawed team, but what the Lions can do is they can score points. The Lions have a good offense. And the Giants' biggest issue moving forward, the reason that I don't view them as a legitimate uh, threat come playoff time, the reason that I don't think they're going to be able to beat the Eagles in the games that matter, is they simply can't score points. They just flat out cannot score points. They only scored 18 points versus the Lions. They only had six points going into the fourth quarter. And when you look at this season, they've been held to 19 or fewer points four times this year. 21 or fewer points six times. The Cowboys, on the other hand, are dropping 37-plus points on Minnesota. The Eagles didn't have a great game on Sunday, but they had been in 20-plus points every single game this year. Washington dropped 23 points on Sunday. Like, The other teams in the NFC East and the NFL, right, like Minnesota, we already talked about it last week, put up big points on the road against Buffalo. Like there are teams in the NFC that can flat out score. And the Giants kryptonite, the thing that is going to kill them when it matters most – is they cannot score. Like in a a league built around offense, in a league where the rules are bent to help the opposing offense, the Giants have one of the most painful offenses in the NFL. Daniel Jones, I know he threw for a lot of yards, but two interceptions, that completely negates a 341 yards. They were not competitive for most of that game. Daniel Jones, I do think... I will almost go to the grave thinking he has some upside. But he's too reckless with the ball. He's flat out too reckless. I watch a quarterback every week in Jalen Hurts that does an excellent job protecting the ball. And it's why they're able to win close games. It's why they're able to, up until Sunday put together consistent drives. Daniel Jones is a major problem on that, but another major problem is, and this is I think the biggest problem with the offense, they have to build around a running back. Like when your best offensive players are running back, you are not going to be a good offensive team. I just saw Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. Their offense scored all struggled all game because when your best players are running back it just it messes everything up. You can't build your offense around a one running back or one running game. It's a passing league, and so when Barkley gets shut down, only 1.5 yards per carry on Sunday, only 22 total rushing yards. It's easy to shut down a singular running back in the NFL. Unless that that running back is Derrick Henry. But outside of that, the other 99% of the league, it's easy to focus on one player and shut them down. And when you shut down one running back and then your quarterback is unable to do it, that's how you struggle to score points. So I do think that the Giants are building towards something impressive overall. I believe in the head coach. I believe in the GM. They've overachieved this year. They get credit for winning a lot of co- close games, but Sunday was every Giants worst nightmare. It was, this is what the team really is when they have to score, when they have to have it, when they're playing against an offense that can be high, high powered at times, they can't do it. And so I can no, I cannot believe in a team moving forward where I don't trust the offense. It's why Dallas I thought was such a statement win. Don't focus on the three points they, that they gave up. Obviously impressive focus on what they scored it's a scoring league if you leave a game after scoring a ton of points you could almost accept a loss because ultimately points are what matters it is an offensive league that rules are built to help the offense and even in that league the giants aren't able to score so i thought at the top of the nfc it was the biggest statement was by dallas disappointing showing by minnesota but i think minnesota will rebound i i still think they'll be okay the Giants, I thought, on the flip side of Dallas, had the most concerning loss. And I think if, you know, three weeks when we're talking about the NFC, it'll be the Giants that I think will have kind of fallen down the standings because at the end of the day, you can only hide a bad quarterback and hide a bad offense for so long. And after a really great start to the season where they won a lot of games, they probably shouldn't have. I think the moments come where the Giants, uh, you know, balloon is getting ready to pop. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button, and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. It helps the show grow, and I'll leave, I will will read some of your best NFL takes on upcoming episodes. So thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?